in the contemplation of reality, people often conclude that the best action is inaction. And they become stilted in their actions. They become frozen in their movement. They're overwhelmed by existence and their place in it. They're overwhelmed by the difficulties they see in the world. They're overwhelmed by the pain that they see everywhere, constantly being inflicted by man, by the elements, by nature, and they withdraw into themselves and become inactive. In order to stay in the mode of action with all of this energy that's pushing you away from action, that's pushing you towards inactivity, uh, despair, reconciliation with the inevitable, to stay active takes courage. It takes energy. To be able to do your duty in the midst of all of the reasons that you can conjure not to do your duty takes a push, a courageous effort. And we need, as individuals, to constantly put forth this effort because action is one of the ways towards understanding God. Action is one of the ways towards serving God. The performance of duty is service towards God. And we must not shirk from our duties. We must not shirk from our responsibilities. We must be able to constantly move forward and push aside all of the negative energies, all of the pain all of the difficulties that seem to surround humanity and break through them. We need to see them as a fog that's trying to cloud us, but the fog, even though it will obscure your vision, has no real substance to it. And the truth is, it will dissipate with a little heat. And the heat has to come from us to dissipate this fog. The energy has to come from us to dissipate 
this fog that the world throws at us, this torpor that the world throws at us. And we have to be able to build up the energy and the courage to fight through everything that's thrown at us and continue to do what we're supposed to do. And in that struggle, we also need to smile. We need to be able to go through that struggle and create a positive nature in our being that will dissipate the difficulties. This positive nature is what leads to the courage that allows us to move forward so that we can do that which we're supposed to do. The prescription for our existence is set forth in the holy books. And if we haven't gotten to the place where we've developed a conscience which automatically is in tune with that which is right and that which is wrong and chooses that which is right, we need the knowledge of that which is right and that which is wrong. We need to study the scriptures that inform us of what is permissible and what's not permissible. It's only staying within the realm of the permissible that allows you to put together the energy to be positive, to take you out of the negative. That which is not permissible brings with it the torpor of negativity. That which is not permissible brings upon people who venture into the non-permissible the results of action in the non-permissible. And all of those things are negative. No matter what you may think they are, they are the opposite of that. People have been trying to sell that which is not permissible because of the money they can make out of it. And many people have this curiosity about what's not permissible for the sole reason that they have within them this spark of disobedience which wants to make them explore what's non-permissible. This is especially common among the young who are susceptible to that which is forbidden. Uh, Of course, the biblical stories uh, back to the beginning of Adam and Eve deal with the permissible and the impermissible and what happens when you delve into the impermissible. But we need to be able to find a clear path that's pure and permissible. And in that, we will discover the joy that is reality. One of the great pitfalls in the world is that religion in many forms has taken on 
aspects that are not permissible. I remember once being with uh, someone who had some wisdom and there was this person sitting in the room criticizing other people and saying they did this wrong, they did that wrong, so and so and so and so. And the person who had some wisdom looked at him and said, next you're going to be deciding who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. And that's how it is. If we understood where this kind of judgment of others actually takes us, we would run from doing those kinds of things. Because where it takes us is into the realm of trying to imitate Allah. We've taken, we've taken the space that he has reserved for himself, which is judgment, and we've entered and put ourselves in that space. Nothing but ill can come of taking over that kind of space. The religions do that. All the religions judge the other religions. All the religions make comments about the other religions. All the religions wish you to believe that they are the one and only way. And that either you enter into that one and only way or you face uh, punishment, annihilation, some sort of retribution. Uh, there's a Christian minister in the United States right now uh, who wrote a book about love called Love Wins. And it has to do with love as an overriding um, state. And in response uh, to a, uh, a declaration by a church that Gandhi even though his deeds may have been positive, is doomed to hell because he didn't follow the true path of salvation. His response was, how do you know? And that's the reality of things. Proclamations are constantly being made without any basis other than your own interpretation of the way you wish to interpret uh, the scriptures to make you the authority. It's interesting that the same piece of scripture can be read by five different people and five different people can come up with five different interpretations. In truth, there are probably more than five. There are probably thousands of interpretations. But the truth is narrow. The truth is like the edge of a sword. The truth is fine. And to understand the truth, we have to be in a place of truth. So if we have bigotry in our heart, our interpretation of things becomes bigoted. If we have hatred in our heart, the interpretation of our things, of, of things from us, comes with hatred. Whatever it is that we carry within us 
is the way that we see the world. And until we become pure, we will not see the purity that exists within existence. We won't be capable of it because of the veils that we've created that don't allow us to see it. So somehow, we have to break through all of these things in order to come out in a place where we can understand reality. And to begin with, that place requires the doing away with the qualities such as hastiness, jealousy, anger, judgment, criticism, and all of the things that take us into a negative sphere. It's only when we become positive in our being and enter into the qualities that belong to Allah that we can actually then interpret things as Allah would want them to be interpreted. As Allah would want them to be seen. As Allah would want them to be understood. So we have to pray. And we have to pray constantly and mean it and be alive in it to ask our Lord to take from us all that is within us that keeps us from him. That to take from us all the negativity that keeps us from him. We need to ask our Lord, Lord, we are without the ability to see you. We, we are without the ability to praise you. We are without the ability to surrender to you. We are without the cognizance of the overriding nature of your grace. It is only through you that we can begin to comprehend you. So it is necessary for you to come into our being and it is necessary for us to let go of this self. And we need your assistance in doing that. We need your assistance in aiding us to let go of our personality, to let go of the accumulation of a lifetime of idiosyncrasies that we now think are who we are. We need you to intervene on our behalf to wipe us clean of these things so that we can stand before you. We need to be cleansed. We need to be purified. And we know that that cleansing and that purification can only come from you. And we ask you, we beg you, we implore you to bring that purification on. And we ask you to allow us to sit still long enough to allow it to happen. We, we ask that our feet, which wish to run away, be tied so that they can't. And so that that which you have for us 
can in fact be taken by us. In this period of indecision in our lives, in this period when faith is not yet strong, we ask you to make it stronger. We ask you to make it, to solidify our faith so that doubt disappears, so that fear disappears, so that our reliance on ourselves disappears. He who relies on himself has lost hope and has lost his contact with reality because there is no reliance on the self just as there is no righteousness in the self. All righteousness belongs to Allah. All truth belongs to Allah. All that is real belongs to Allah. And we wish to become real. So we ask our Lord to open reality to us, to take away from us the pettiness that we call our existence, to take away from us all of these small things that we have made into mountains and that now we live our life around. We wish to come into glory. We wish to come into an understanding of the truth of reality, the light everlasting that you have proclaimed for your creation. We wish to go with that. We wish that we ask the darkness be dispelled. We are looking for eternal day. We're looking for the end to the ups and downs of existence to where we are confident in your eternal being. And that confidence is so great that all our fear dissipates, that all our difficulties that arise from that fear dissipates, that all our needs dissipate, and we are left with only for the need for you. We pray truly to you, our Lord, to bring this upon us, because this is our only way. Every other way will lead to defeat. You are our only victory, and the road towards you is the path to victory, and we need to take on this path. We need to be able to release our true inner dimension that you have given us so that it flowers from us as the truth of existence. We need to be able to see, not with our physical eyes, but with the eyes that see reality. Hear, not with our physical ears, but with the ears that hear reality. We need the nose that smells reality, the taste that tastes reality, and we need to be satisfied with reality. Our satisfaction with the world is a temporary manifestation that burns. And when it disappears, 
the pain of its burning comes with it. We need to relieve ourselves of all of the pain that the world can cause. And the only way to do this is to disbelieve in the world. And we ask that this disbelief in the world becomes real for us and that our belief in you becomes real for us. We ask, O Lord, for sincerity in our being towards you, sincerity in our existence towards you, that we truly have left behind the desires that are attached to the manifest, the desires that are attached to the pleasures of the world, the desires that are attached to gold, women, and wealth, to power, are dissipated from us. We ask that these things leave our being, for they are low things. There is but one replacement for them, and that is you, God. That is you, Allah. That is you, our true master. We ask that our surrender to you be real. We ask that you allow us to see the way towards this surrender. We ask that you take us plainly and quickly on this path of truth. It is in you that we are found. Without you, we are lost. The only one who can find us is you. And that is how we truly find ourselves. Every place we look has no result. The only place to look is to look towards you and in you. And we ask that you take us and show us that road, that straight path. You are the maker of the straight path, and you are the guide on the straight path. You are the one who takes us on this path. We are here for you, and we are ready to follow. We are ready to walk that path. We are ready to stay within the confines of that path, because we know that to be bound to you is to enter into true freedom. And we ask that you be our binder. We ask that you be the one who set us straight. We ask this continuously. We ask this constantly. We ask this for each one of us. We ask this for the entire world so that the world can see your truth and your truth alone without being bound to all of the things that create the destruction of existence, without being bound to all of the arrogances that create the destruction of existence. And we also ask that in the midst of this surrender to you, you show us clearly what our duty in this world is and the courage to continue to do it while being bound to you and the understanding that you created us to do this duty in the world and to do it with a great joy and a great happiness. Allah, 
You alone are our Lord. You alone are the one we turn to. You alone are the one who benefits us. Let us truly understand this. Let us truly surrender to you. Let us truly surrender to your truth, to your reality, to the existence that is only you. Amin, amin, ya Rabbil Alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.